This is Top to Bottom with Mikey and Owen. Hello, what is up, listeners? This is Owen. And this is Mikey. And we're going to go top to bottom today. Uh, Mike, how's your fall been? Has it been warm, fuzzy? You know, surprisingly warm, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just tried, uh, like it was last Tuesday or so, we were raking up leaves in the yard and I tried the old school jump in the pile. Dude, that's the best. Yeah, it's it doesn't work how it used to. <laughs> um, I did I did a full on like belly flop style dive and I landed right on the ground, um, <laughs> no cushion at all by the leaves. When you weigh fifty pounds and you're you know nine years old and you run into it, it's one thing. Um, when you're twenty three and you weigh two twenty, <laughs> you're gonna go right through the leaves like it's nothing so don't do that but yeah it's been a great fall how about you good that reminds me of uh the first time i ever played football i feel like it was we would have like an end zone of like a pile of leaves and so it'd be like me and my brothers playing and we just it would be like the easiest passes and throw then you just jump in that was fun that was nice but it's been a it's been a good fall no complaints been to been to Eckert's, did the pumpkin painting, checked all the boxes. So, watched football on every Sunday. So, that is quite the blessing. But it is it's been a weird season, Mike. It's been a really weird season. These teams that we thought would get out of their funks, like the Raiders, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Rams, they haven't really gotten out of their funks. And it's been a really weird offensive uh, past four weeks. What do you think? Yeah, it's. Uh... Obviously, my my uh, takes are very cold on the season so far, but uh, hey, we'll reference that uh, later. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's definitely one of the weirder seasons. Um, the biggest surprise for me is definitely both the Rams and the Bucks and um, and the Bengals too. I mean, three teams that have been in the Super Bowl the past three years. Um, at least one of those teams have been and they're all on the borderline of being out of playoff contention. I would say that the win the Bucks had this week brings them back into it. Um well NFC South is terrible too. Right, that, I mean they're in the top of the division with at 4 and 5. So the Falcons were winning it last weekend at, I know. at what 3 and 4 or something like that or 4 and 4. Yeah. That's a wild division, but we got the midseason awards coming up. We have, of course, fantasy with friends, and we'll be ranking everything from top to bottom, as well as a forecast at the end of the show. You ready to get into it, Mike? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Mike and O's midseason awards. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for this season's mid-season award show brought to you by Mike and O. We have Mike's Mightiest Men, O's Biggest Woes, the Fantasy Phenom mid-season MVP, and the coldest take from me and O. Presenting the awards is O. Start us off with Mike's Mightiest Men. All right, so Mike's Mightiest Men, that is our surprise of the season. This team kind of 
came out of nowhere. A lot of people thought they were going to be an absolute mess this year. They didn't know why they were sticking with the QB they were going to stick with, but they just did. And so Mike's Mightiest Men is, drumroll, the Seattle Seahawks. Mike, uh, what are your thoughts on the Seahawks and their season so far? Um, You know, like like you said, it's – I'm not going to – hold on one sec. Hush, Chica. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're alive in studio with animals. Chica. <laughs> Sorry. All right. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's kind of crazy to see what the Seahawks have done this season. I'm no surprise that Pete Carroll can put together a team like this. He is a great coach for as much as people hate him and dislike what he did at USC. Um, he's a great coach. And Gino – Good grief, man. He went from punching dudes in the locker room to <laughs> p- punching out teams uh this season. So Seahawks. I think I, I I think that they got a chance to the playoffs. Will they make a run in the playoffs? I don't know. The the things that I found a lot this season, the teams that are succeeding are the teams that are playing well together. They don't have huge breakout stars that are carrying them on their backs it's these teams that offense is playing well defense is playing well they're either going to score big together or they're going to not score a lot together but they're still going to win you know Mm -hmm. if you win 17 to 13 that's still a win you know uh but seahawks are uh on the move and hopefully my take on them won't uh you know send them to the stockyard (laughs) No, I mean, the Seahawks look great. Geno has came out of nowhere. If you've been following him, he was drafted as a second-round pick on the Jets, and you just kind of assume that the Jets were a mess of an organization because they weren't able to hone in this guy's talent. But there's also just guys that they mature and they eventually become better, and they, they're just not stars after a year or two. But basically, after he left the Jets, he didn't have a starting chance until now, and he is just taken advantage of it a team that hasn't taken advantage of their preseason hype is our next award winner yeah o's biggest woes and the winner of o's biggest woes the indianapolis colts this is not just because of the recent well it, it kind of emphasizes the big disappointment the colts were a lot of people had them as super bowl favorites definitely division winners they yeah. thought they could take the take advantage of a bad AFC South division or what looked like a bad AFC South division, and they have just not looked good. This um, O-line, which is the highest paid in the league, has just fallen apart. Quentin Nelson isn't doing his thing. Ryan Kelly isn't doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, they thought he was the final piece, that he was the anti-Carson Wentz, that he was going to be able to tie this team together, and he has not done that. The only Matt Ryan that's doing anything is the basketball player on the Los Angeles Lakers at a buzzer (laughs) beater the other night. I saw that. So he's just like another guy named Matt Ryan. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess it's a pretty, it's a pretty basic name. Yeah. So it makes sense. I, well, I'm, I'm what I would call a fan of the Lakers. I didn't even know he was on a team. So I was like, when I saw Matt Ryan, I'm like. Huh, I guess he found a newfound uh, talent in basketball. <laughs> he but... moved on from football, and now he's on the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, but poor guy, man. I Honestly, I, I don't think Matt Ryan has recovered from the 28-3 to loss in the Super Bowl. If you look at just the way he's played since then, 
it definitely did something to the guy. I mean, that's a that's a tough loss, dude. I think some people forget that it is a mental sport sometimes, and you got to have the right mentality. And when something like that happens, I'm sure it does really psych you out. Like you're that close away from winning, you know that you had a three score lead in the Super Bowl, and even though it was in 2016. I'm sure that had something to do, and it was, probably had something to do for the whole Falcons organization. But poor guy, this looked like his opportunity. Seemed like a great guy, and just a lot of fumble issues, um, throwing a lot of interceptions, and it just hasn't worked. They fired Frank Wright, who I thought was a great head coach, and I'm not saying he definitely had something to do with it, but I didn't think that he was the main reason they weren't doing well. I think it was it was a lot of to do with the O-line and the quarterback play. And I think Matt Ryan's arm has just looked a little shot this year. I'm shocked that I think they're just flat out tanking. Now they hired a guy that has only coached in high school before. I was going to say Jeff Saturday. I don't really know how getting rid of Frank Reich and bringing in Jeff Saturday. They're tanking. I mean, they're just tanking now. You know what That's, I mean? Like, they just want to put a pretty face on it. They want to put in a guy that did well for them as a center. Like, that's all he's – that's his professional football experience. He was just a center. And, I mean, obviously you can be a player and still have success coaching, but he hasn't had any coaching experience outside of high school. And he was, like, 20 and 16 as a high school football coach. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> interesting choice by the Colts I mean if you did hear the the general manager of the Colts his take he said like in the last 10 years uh, out of the top quartile of teams we're in that upper quartile or something like that they fact checked him it was wrong (laughs) (laughs) apparently he's just Jim Ursay's just like that all the time like he's just off the walls it's just this insane move has just brought to light his um his character (laughs) <laughs> I think it was Jim Irsay also the dude uh, that like had uh, big problems with uh, oh who's the analyst oh uh, Knipper or whatever oh, I can't think of his name Mel Kiper Mel Kiper yeah he was Knipper yeah I th- Kipper did you watch that show Kipper what's that it's it was like a kid show I think it might have oh been. yeah I remember Kipper. I had I had all of them on VHS dude yeah. they're fire but anyway uh, I think it the same guy had said something about Mel Kiper when they had drafted a quarterback in the nineties. And he was like, who the hell's Mel Kiper to say, you know, my neighbor's a season ticket holder and he knows more about football and he's a mailman. Okay. dude. So it might just be that their general manager is a little crazy. Yeah. You mean their owner? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was their owner. Yeah, Jim Irsay is their owner. Oh, my God. And he's the GM, too, or what? No, the GM is – oh, dude, I'm forgetting his name. He's been there for a while, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They suck, so. But they – not a lot of fantasy relevancy there, but there is a lot of fantasy relevancy, relevancy for our next award winner. The Fantasy Phenom. This is a guy that has came out of the woodwork that um, nobody drafted in the first round, the second round, the third round. But it was a diamond in the rough and has been one of the best in fantasy this year. The fantasy phenom is Kenneth Walker the third. Deterred. That is another award for the Seattle Seahawks, and he is symbolic of the Seattle Seahawks. He has kind of came out of nowhere, and people didn't think he was going to do a whole lot this year. 
there's a lot of analysts that were saying don't draft a Seahawk. They're a bad offense, and even if it's a good player and a bad offense, they're not going to be good. Well, they ended up being a good offense, and Kenneth Walker ended up being a beast, especially after the Chris Carson injury mm-hmm. where he became the RB1, and he is the fastest ball carrier um, as far as like recorded speed this year, and he's just been falling out. I personally have picked him up in both my leagues, and it is the waiver wire pick of the year. Yeah, the Seahawks kind of have a way of uh, turning running backs into superstars, you know what I mean? They kind of did that with Chris Carson the past two years of someone who's kind of came up um, out of nowhere and made a name for himself. And like you said, the injury to him just gives another guy opportunity and yeah, Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, oh. and and that's uh, I mean it comes right from except what you're saying. Except when the quarter, except when he's on the one yard line in the Super Bowl, he will pass it. Except for that, but but he does. Yeah, they 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 run the crap out of the ball, man. Um, and I was gonna get Chris Carson. Good thing I didn't, because um, <laughs> it just would have been a waste of a pick. But I mean, he, he re- looked he looked really good, but it was just. It was just injury luck, you know? Yeah, The re- well, the reason being I didn't take him is what you said. I saw analysts were like, stay away from Seahawks. Yeah. You know, this team's going to be dog water. But evidently, the analysts were wrong. Yeah, but um, Kenneth Walker is a star, and an even bigger star is the next award winner, which is the mid-season MVP. This is a guy that is uh, – He's been the the best this year. I mean, he was the MVP of the first nine weeks. Well, I'm not sure if his team had a bye or not yet. Yeah, his team had a bye. So the first eight games of his team's season. And so the midseason MVP is Joshua Allen. The quarterback. <laughs> the quarterback, not the defensive end. Right. Not the defensive end. Mike, why do you think Josh Allen is deserves to be the MVP so far this season? Um, just just sheer dominance. And the I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Most valuable player. There's without a doubt that Josh Allen's not only the most valuable player on the Bills team, but you could put him on any team and he's gonna figure out a way to win eight, 10 games on a crap team. Um, He's, in my opinion, like the second coming of Big Ben, if you mixed him with like a little bit of uh, Mike Vick, he's got that running ability. Mm -hmm. And dudes just fall off him. In the pocket, people just fall off him. And then he's running. It's like if a linebacker or if a cornerback tries to tackle him, you better have two. Because one of them's not getting the job done. He's a beast, dude. He's like Cam Newton, but with a better arm, pretty much. I yeah. mean, I mean, I think Cam Newton's a better rusher, but pretty much Cam Newton with a better arm. I was just talking Josh Allen with uh, a guy I went to the Chiefs game this past Sunday, and uh, he said, yeah, I like Josh Allen. He's just not that accurate. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even have a response to him because I'm like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. He throws darts. He's been balling out. He is the main reason that they are looking like Super Bowl favorites. He has turned guys like Gabe Davis into stars, I feel like. And, I I mean, it's also an awesome coaching staff, and he has great players around him. But he is kind of the highlight of 
uh, what one of the best teams in the league has done. Albeit they had, they just came off of a bad loss against the Jets, but I, I don't think everything is going to be perfect for any Super Bowl winning team. Look at the Super Bowl champions last year, the Rams. They like had a three game losing streak last yeah. year. All we, everything's not going to be perfect all the time, and hopefully he does not have a shoulder injury because that would just be a bummer for the whole league. Because I think everyone loves to see the Bills win. They're just a fun team to root for. Yeah, they're they're fun team to watch and. Um kind of like I said, just sheer value. You take him out of the Buffalo Bills, that team's good. Do they make the playoffs with backup QB? I don't know. I I would highly doubt. I mean, yeah. they would make the playoffs like with the record now, but if you were to say week one, like Josh Allen like is out for the season, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Right. So he, he's been an MVP um a team that has not been an mvp for um uh, uh one of our co-hosts either of us is, is the next one of the award yeah. the last award the coldest take <laughs> good grief i'm eating my words on this one the jags will go 10 and 7 and win the division <laughs> now now hear me out here okay they have they've they've not been playing good the past few weeks and i'm not gonna defend them and say like oh yeah the jags are so good um honestly i think that trevor lawrence just might not be the answer did you see that throw he had last weekend that no. the, the end the game oh my gosh dude they had a chance to win to win the game on a last second drive they're down in their own uh, they're down the opposing end zone <laughs> He throws into triple coverage. <laughs> like, I mean, no, it, it was, he was on the five, you know, or he's on like the 10. So, I mean, he threw just right directly into dude's chest. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Blowing scoop. Yeah. But, you know, Doug Peterson is, a, I, I still think he's a great coach. I mean, yeah, I do too. I mean, it's even if they win seven games this week or this week, this season. I think that's a I, win that's, for that's them. That's a win because they yeah. were the worst team in the league, at least record-wise. They had the number one overall pick the past two seasons. And so just to see some progress, I agree. You don't really know what's up with Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence played like he did and he was Justin Fields instead, people would probably write him off as a bust already. But he is getting a little more leeway as a number one overall pick, I feel like. But it's... I feel I, like he's... Like he doesn't, he doesn't show like any emotion or anything. And like, I get it, man. Like, he, did you see? I saw a video. And it was like his like pregame like hype to oh, his team. Yeah. Let's go out with some he, swag. He was like, yeah, let's go out with some swag. Let's do this. <laughs> and somebody put like, there's no way. I like that is the worst pregame like hype I have ever heard. So he just like, I mean, he's he's a chill dude. He's, he's oh i'm sure he's a great guy but yeah. he is just not someone that that would hype your team up before a game and he's young too it's kind of like uh uh who's a quarterback for the titans now willis malik malik yeah <laughs> after the game on sunday they interviewed him they're like what was it like you know playing an arrowhead and he goes oh yeah that was cool like, dude, you just got you got sacked three times to end the game, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that was cool. Got to play at Arrowhead. Give, 
give my butt handed to the last five seconds. Oh, dude, he's probably over it though. He just lost the game. Like not him himself. Well, technically himself, but like, I I get like after a game, especially after a loss, you're just like, whatever. Right. But that will wrap up our mid-season awards, and we're gonna head into a little bit of fantasy talk. And then we'll bust into our power rankings. So stick around and we'll talk a little fantasy and let you know how we're doing and see what trends we're seeing. It's time for power rankings. Mike, the meat and potatoes of the show. Where we are going to go from top to bottom. Yes. Last week, we went bottom to top. Realized that was just too contradictory to the name. Um, false advertising could be potentially illegal. So we're going to go top yeah. to bottom. We don't, want, we don't want anybody to hit us with a, a, a lawsuit. Yeah, we don't want the feds knocking down our door in the middle of this podcast saying you are going the wrong direction. So here it is. First, we have the dog. Those dogs, to be specific. At number one, we have the Buffalo Bills. Number two, Philadelphia Eagles. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Number four, Miami Dolphins. Number five, Minnesota Vikings. Number six, the San Francisco 49ers. Number seven is the Baltimore Ravens. And number eight is the Dallas Cowboys. Next at uh, our zesty but not the bestie group of teams, we have at number nine, the Titans. Number 10, the Buccaneers. Number 11, the Bengals. Number 12, the Giants. 13, the Rams. 14, the Packers. 15, Jets. 16 Chargers. Then, at subpar Sally's, the Seattle Seahawks, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Atlanta Falcons, the Arizona Cardinals, the Cleveland Browns, the New England Patriots, the New Orleans Saints, and the Las Vegas Raiders. And where it is uh, close to the bottom, and it is looking hairy, as we like to say. Dumpster fire. And number 25, we have the Steelers. Number 26, we have the Bears. Number 27, we have the Lions. Number 28, we have the Broncos. 29, we have the Colts. 30, we have the Commanders. 31, we have the Panthers. And 32, we have the Texans. So we're going to talk about our risers and fallers from last week. One of the biggest um, fallers to me uh, as I look at this list instantly is the Packers taking a trip from number seven all the way down to number 14. And honestly, you could probably put them lower. We have the Jets at number 15, which I agree. You can't really put them that much higher, the Jets, with their quarterback situation, even though they're winning a lot of games and everything around the quarterback is doing awesome. Um Get the, uh, going back to the Packers, I was getting off track. They just look like a mess, and I think that's honestly a testament to what bad leadership can do to your team, and that's Aaron Rodgers calling out his receivers as he 
didn't go to OTAs. There were there are receivers that are calling him out for not going to OTAs, kind of just being willy nilly, doing his own thing. He is. I I feel like he's kind of gassing himself up, and he's like, yeah, this isn't really my fault. And then he goes in the Lions game last week, and he throws like multiple interceptions in the red zone. I just think that's poor leadership, and um, they they just don't look good right now. Yeah, totally agree. I think uh, Rodgers is essentially checked out. Um, he's not caring about the team. Um, you know, there's a difference in just complaining about players and like what Brady does. You know, Brady goes right up to the dudes and he's like, hey, you know, get our heads out of our asses come on let's go and they do where aaron Rodgers, he'll just talk about it at the press conference after the game and like oh yeah we need to see a little bit more out of you know these personnel players and stuff it's like dude address that stuff in the game and win like you're you obviously have given up in the sense of we're gonna do something this season no you're you're sitting on the sideline without the ipad just watching the game it's it's hard to like you said it's hard to win whenever your leader is is walking into the dark without a torch yeah they have just i mean they've been disappointing this year the vikings are running away with that division they could still potentially make the playoffs but i mean they gotta act fast they gotta they gotta clean things up who would you say is is your biggest mover as you initially look at this list and compare it to our list from week four um seahawks for sure and honestly we could probably um you know move those guys up um it's it's hard it's hard to test uh, some of these teams, you know, especially whenever you're working with the uh, official power rankings too. Um, the Bucks, you know, they're, <clears throat> I would say that they were that team that has fluctuated. Um, are they going to stay in the top 10? I don't know. Um, it'll depend on what Brady does really. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So he's uh as long as he can stay um, mentally okay on the on the field and just play football, the the Bucks will be all right. Bruce Arians is a great coach. Their defense is is great. Um, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, uh, Julio. If he would ever play another game again, but um, they have a great team down there. Um, biggest surprise for me is kind of where they're staying stagnant is the Bengals. You would have thought that a team coming from the Super Bowl last year that would be able to put something up there. Um, And I think the Ravens have pretty much locked in that division. Yeah, I'm liking the Ravens, and I agree the Seahawks, they can can go up. The Bucs, we'll see. I think a big mover that we had – pretty high in week four we had them at number 14 and now they're they're sitting at number 24 that's a that's a 10 spot move is the las vegas raiders 
um yeah that was kind of us projecting that they they would get things together because they didn't even have things together in week four but we thought that they would kind of piece things together and they've just been a losing team they have i forgot what the statistic was but it's like the raiders have only lost games that they were winning in the first half by like a wide margin they've only lost those games like they were like 38 and five or something whenever they were winning in the first half by like a big margin. And three of those games have came from this season. And mm. so they are just not finishing it. Um, and they're just not playing like, like winners right now. They have all the talent they need. I know Darren Waller has been out for a while, but you still have Devonte Adams, a beast. Um, Derek Carr's supposed to be this awesome quarterback and Josh Jacobs is playing amazing. This offense needs to consistently put up points and specifically put up points in the second half if they want to be a decent team. But I don't even know if they can come back in a competitive AFC in a high win AFC. We'll we'll yeah. see. Especially, yeah, like you said, with how many teams are playing good in the AFC, you got just out of one division, the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, um, you know, and the AFC West is – is good i think the chargers are coming around now um i think that they'll they'll make their run towards the playoffs justin herbert i would say that guy is the answer for him um great player he before what was it the monday night game um against the ravens i believe he had had a touchdown in every single game that he had played in the nfl really yeah and that was actually a big like betting thing that uh, they, I think FanDuel did like a, a boost for him for plus a hundred for him to throw a touchdown that game. And he didn't. So everyone was like, Oh, this is rigged and everything. Which, <laughs> you know, you never know, but Hey, uh, we'll keep that for the conspiracy theory podcast <laughs> that we come out with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, other than, other than that, I don't really know. I think our, our list has kind of stayed um, the same, except for just a couple rises and falls, especially the bottom tier uh, players, um, guys that are looking hairy. The Steelers, Browns, Lions, Broncos, Colts. Just forget about them. Um, Commanders, Panthers. The yeah. the only the teams that I could see making it out um, of the second lowest tier would maybe be the Patriots. Um and the Seahawks um, Cardinals are done. New call of duty just came out. So <laughs> you can forget about that. Kyler's Kyler. Tried. Kyler. He just prestige. He's too busy. He prestiged every weapon already. He doesn't yeah. have to study four hours anymore. No. Cause they waived that clause in his, in his contract. Cause it was so controversial, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a good clause though. If you look statistically at when new, uh, modern warfare and call of duty come out his stats go down <laughs> but that yeah. is hilarious that that's like an actual like stat yeah but this uh i think this pretty much wraps up our uh power rankings here you got anything else uh you want to take away from it all um yeah they look awesome bills eagles chiefs they've been at the top uh the bills jumped the eagles from our from our week four and yeah we're 
we're feeling good about the Bills. The Eagles soft schedule is probably why we put them at number two. But yeah, that's all I got for power rankings. You gotta you gotta throw a team up there because they're undefeated. But um, like like you said, I mean it's a soft schedule. We'll see what happens um, coming into the season and playoffs. But, yeah, yeah. Let's get into our last segment here. We'll do the forecast and uh, send you guys on home. The forecast. This is our forecast for the first game. We have this upcoming week 10 Minnesota Vikings at the Buffalo Bills. This is an interesting one to talk about right now because we do not know if Josh Allen's going to be able to play um, with his potential UCL injury. Um, do you think they would, let's say theoretically that they're a backup in? Do you think that um, Case Keenum and the Bills can beat the Vikings? Is Case playing? Or Kirk Cousins? No, like Case. Oh, Case. Case on, Case oh, Case is on the Bills. The Bills. I'm thinking Case he's still Keen- on Minnesota. Poten- potential oh. Case Keenum revenge game. Oh my goodness. Um, honestly, I didn't even, I didn't even know he was a backup. I thought they still had uh, Barkley back there. Uh no. I, I could, I could see them doing it. Minnesota is, is plays plays well together. There's they're one of those teams that like like I was saying earlier in the episode that just play well together. Um, they have they have all star guys Justin Jeffer Jefferson and um, uh, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. He's he's a a good quarterback. He's not great. Um, he he gets you your wins. Um, but I I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be a good game either way. I think. Even if Josh Allen plays, it's still going to be a good game. Yeah. Um, can Case Keenum win it on the revenge game? Yes. I agree. I think I think the Bills are going to win. I think the Vikings, they've had too many like close games. Like They played the Commanders last week, and they almost lost. They came back from behind, and I think they're breaking away with a lot of these close games, and that's why their record looks so good, but... I'm not sold on them. I think the Buffalo Bills, regardless of their quarterback, is going to win. I think Case is going to be ready to step up if he needs to step up. Um, let's predict these scores, assuming that Case Keenum is is the backup. I'm going to say Bills win it 28-24. to 24. I would say it's a Bills win like 20-17. to 17. Ooh, a little lower scoring. Yeah, I I don't think that they can score that much with Case. Fair. Um, their their defense has been awesome, though. Like their yeah. their defense, I think if they need to carry him, Von Miller's been arguably the best free agent um, this off season. They paid him a, a bunch of money, but it, it's just shown that it's worth it so far. And they have Edwardsville native AJ Epinesa. Yeah, shout out to AJ Epinesa, Southern Illinois represents. Next up, we got Week 11, Sunday night. Just recently got flexed to Sunday night. That is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I like the Kansas City Chiefs a lot more than the Chargers, um, but this is a division game. You don't know how it's going to go. The Chargers are this weird team that they're they're going to show up sometimes. They're not going to show up sometimes. Their stars are going to get hurt a lot, but they're still going to look like they have potential. They're just they're a weird team, but I, I think... 
that sometimes people, maybe just because he's been in the league for a while now and new stars have been popping up, that people underestimate Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not going to underestimate Patrick Mahomes. There's times where they get to him and he's, he's not perfect. Patrick Mahomes is human. But I believe that the Chiefs are going to poop on the Los Angeles Chargers. My score prediction for that is 32-13. I think it'll be high scoring, um, especially out in SoFi. Um, nice weather, indoor stadium. Um, like you said, I, I think this is going to have to be a statement game for the Chiefs if they want to um, continue to stay on top. The win against the Titans this past week was subpar. Um, so yeah, I think they I think they win um, next week. I think they win this week. Um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be about a yeah about a 35 to 21 24 game. Chargers will score um, points. They'll go up early, but the Chiefs will come back and uh, and win it. Yeah. Go Chiefs. Um, now we're going to do a quick run through of the three Thanksgiving games because they're, they're coming up. Thanksgiving is almost here, Mike, which I'm excited for. Um, give me uh, your, your sleeper Thanksgiving food. Ooh, the sleeper Thanksgiving food. Huh. I'll start while you're thinking. Yeah. Sleeper Thanksgiving food, green bean casserole. I absolutely love green bean casserole if it's done the right way. You put a little bacon on it too. If you get the little, uh, what's it called? Just like the little breading, like the little, little crumbly stuff, and it's nice and moist. Like I love me some green bean casserole. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like. I think one of the sleepers is people like separate everything. I'm a big fan of like slopping it all together, <laughs> like the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the stuffing, the turkey. A little bit of green bean casserole. Yeah. Maybe there's some corn, you know, out there. Throw a little corn yeah, in there. Why not? And just do a, a a heaping scoop of it all. And then uh butter on bread. Oh my goodness. Butter on bread doesn't matter what meal. It's it's just always a staple. Yeah. So good. So yeah, I would say my sleeper is like the the slop mess <laughs> mixing it all together. Just the absolute mashup. All right, so the first game of Thanksgiving is Detroit. Um, they will be hosting the Buffalo Bills. And um, I think a lot of people like to think, like, oh, the Lions could, like, play up to the moment and stuff. And may maybe they can. But I'm going to say that the, the Lions score about 10 points and the Bills score uh, 20, 23 yeah, I think this is going to be a game that people are going to like want the Lions to win, but it'll it's going to get to the point where uh, you know, you're just waiting for the Giants and Cowboys game to start. Um <laughs> nothing against the Lions. Um seem like seem like a great team. I love listening to Dan Campbell. He's my man, but I they, love Dan Campbell, man. It just it doesn't it doesn't feel like their year. Um, I think they're going to have some some feel-good wins. They, they beat the Packers. That was cool. And I think they're going to have one or two more of those. But, yeah, they're just – they're not the, the huge breakout team people thought they'd be. Yeah. I, Bills – I'm going to say Bills um, 34, Detroit 10. <laughs> yeah. I, I w would not be surprised. All right. Now, probably the, the best game 
of Thanksgiving is going to be that 3.30 game with New York um, going to Dallas, going to Jerry World against the Cowboys. Um, this is going to be awesome. This is perfect timing for it because these are kind of like the two NFC East teams that aren't like the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And so it, it'll be fun to see which one's better than the other. I like the Cowboys a lot more. I think Dak at this point, he's got um, another couple weeks under him of being healthy. And I think we're going to see prime Dak in this game. I think Saquon's going to look amazing. I think this could be a classic, a high scoring game, even against a great Dallas defense. I think Saquon's going to be able to to run against them. Um, I'm going to say 28 to 31, the Dallas Cowboys win. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a Thanksgiving classic. It'll be a great game. Um, you know, I I just don't like the Cowboys that much. Like, I don't know. It <laughs> may just be a personal thing, but I'm going to go um, Giants 28, uh, Dallas 24. 28 Ooh. to 24. I think it is the Giants win. Yep, Giants win. All right, and then the night game. Honestly, I don't feel like I don't tune into a lot of night games. Maybe it's because recently they haven't been as – I forgot what last year's was. Maybe it was exciting. But I, I'm always like at that point, I'm just like in a daze or I'm talking to Terrell. I'm just doing something else by that point. But it is the New England Patriots taking on the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. This could – it could be a fun game. I, I think the, the Patriots could come in and they could upset the Vikings. But we'll see. I, I, w- I would probably still lean towards the Vikings. I think that they get it done. I bet Justin Jefferson in this game surpasses – 100 yards even against a great new england secondary i just i feel like they'll uh pull it out i agree i think uh minnesota's got this one uh belichick great coach great defensive mind um i just think that time has kind of come up on him and uh he's got he's got a couple good years left but uh I would I would hang it up here soon just because I mean you've done it all man it's, you can't really do much more um, but yeah I'm gonna say Minnesota takes this one it'll be uh, semi high scoring um, we'll do about 30 to 20 on this game um, New England's gonna score some points but yeah I'm with you there I think Justin Jefferson will have a blow up game on national TV um, maybe even get two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to go 29 to 17. That's my prediction. Um, But yeah, that is the forecast. And that is all we have for you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the new listeners, the listeners that listened to our first podcast in week four. If you haven't listened to that, you can go back. You can hear Mikey's awesome take about the Jaguars. We we talked about that for like a whole five minutes ago. Just hop in on that yeah. enjoy that complete waste of the episode if you, <laughs> if you think of it at this point like you're gonna be like yeah okay but now it's entertaining and it's funny because they can go back and they can be like wow the jaguars aren't going 10 and 7 yeah. and winning the division great take mike yeah but um thanks again for listening to us um send us your questions uh your compliments your dislikes um if you don't like hearing my voice wh- whatever it might be we would love to hear it. Follow us on social media, uh, top to bottom, pod, 
I, I believe that's what it is. You'll find us. You can find us because you made it to this podcast. So you probably found us on social media. Follow us. Um, DM us. Just uh, let us know how great of a uh, football analyst that we are. Any any final comments, Mike? No, other than just thank you and, uh, you know, bless up. Continue to uh, be awesome, everybody. We appreciate your listenership. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. We will see you in a month.